Hello, I'm Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Lord of Fact. Today I'm talking about something a little different. Today I'm talking about entering into law school. In this episode, I talk with Bridget O'Hara and Nick Bickerstaff, two of my former students. They talk about things they would have told their pre-1L self, and also what they did right and what they wish they had done differently while they were in law school. I think you'll enjoy it. Coming, my star student. (laughs) Um, All right, so what I'd like to do is just talk a little bit about what students should do the summer before they come to law school. So, Bridget, what were you thinking? Um, Well, I was saying that I had a job up until, like, July 30th or July 31st, and so I made a point to kind of take, like, a mental break for myself, and I actually went on, like, a two-week road trip by myself and I like camped oh, wow. in the Appalachians. Nobody needs to be that drastic. That's but so cool. <laughs> that's what that's I did. So cool. Because I, I like needed to check out of like my job and like make sure I was in the mental space to like come in back to school and like relearn stuff and so I made sure that I was like mentally ready and calm and, and, and not you know, like it's so interesting. Out. And that's like a really important thing for law school because it's such brain overload once you're right. here. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. like a really long meditation break. Yeah, break. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so that's a great idea. And I really love driving, so I was like, just kind of in my own element, just like driving, calming that's so down. Cool. Where'd you go? I started well, obviously in Pittsburgh, and then I went to Virginia, and then I went down to um, I can't remember a city in North Carolina, and then I hiked and camped on the Appalachian Trail from North Carolina or no, from Atlanta up into Ohio. And did you read Wild by... um, I have read Wild. Yeah, that's so cool. That's another issue. And Nick, what did you do right before? Did Um, you come right from school to... No, so I actually took a year off. Okay, I had a, a good paying job in the city, so I figured, let me try to save up as much money as I can. Mm-hmm. I lived at home, mm-hmm. and then, so I saved as much as I can, and then I came to school. So I think it was a good idea to get out in the real world before. I think the year break is, is good. Going so. Transitioning right from undergrad right into law school, although you're in the school mind, you have the school mind, it's nice to get that, that break. And it's just such a different type of school. That's, so that's the thing that I think students don't understand, and I know we talk about that, is that, and I was just talking about this with Professor Sarnaski, actually, that the skills that you need to get into law school are not the skills that you need yes. when you are in law school, yeah. right? Absolutely. So, like, to get into law school, you have to memorize, memorize, and give back, and... yeah. That's not a skill for while you're in law school, right? No. Well, it's a skill, but it's not the key skill. What do you think the key skill is? Um, I mean, the key skill that I hope to master by the third year <laughs> is definitely, like, being able to, like, read something and analyze what you just read. Right. And not just, process, like, not just actually read the words and be like, oh, that says X, but, like, see it and say, that says X, and it means... Y, Z, whatever. So critical what reading. Yeah, like yeah. People aren't do, don't do critical reading Which, like, in a way. You do, like I had to do a lot in undergrad for poli-sci, but it was a much different type of like, it was more like analyzing like government intent and stuff like mm-hmm. that, not necessarily like the rules and law. And mm-hmm. It's much different than anything I'd ever done, any critical reading I'd ever done before. Law school's much different. Yeah. yeah. But like you said during class, memorizing and regurgitating the information like will only get you so far in law right. school you won't be able e to C. yeah right. <laughs> you won't get that a right. or a minus that you're looking right. for and so and that brings me back to what we're talking about today which is 
it's not like you can cram for law school before you go to no. law school, right? Absolutely so, not. Again, it, 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 there's nothing you can do per se, right? Mm-hmm. Before you go to law school, well, is there anything? What What would your one L's like <laughs> one L self give your pre law self? Um, your pre-law I self? would tell myself to spend a lot more time like with my friends and family. Although, like I talked to them and I s- saw my parents, like you're really busy. Like mm-hmm. your weekends, I tried to devote one day, like on a Saturday, to do work and then relax on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But you won't. You won't necessarily see your friends as much as you want, so right. you right. better get used to trying to hang out with them as much before you start school. And did they forgive you? Yeah, they forgave they me. <laughs> what about you? What would you I mean, that wasn't an issue for me because I'm six and a half hours away from okay, everybody so that's, that's relevant to me. <laughs> it's, it, what I'm hearing from you is that the summer before you go to law school, right, there's really... The best thing you can do is, I hate this word, self-care, yeah. but it's kind of like self-care, right? Be with your friends, get some, give yourself a mental break, mm-hmm. get ready to run the marathon. Have yeah. fun. Have, have fun. fun. Yeah. Have fun. That's a great, yeah. that's a great advice. Have fun. Yeah. When you like go to run a marathon, the actual day before your marathon, you don't do anything. There's your analogy. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> like, a great analogy. I mean, you, you like train all the way up until... You know, like, undergrad and applying and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the day before is when they're like, don't do anything. Right. Just be you, like, be present and get ready, like, mentally. And I think that's great advice. I mean, I would say as a professor, I would, and who grades, I would a thousand percent agree with you. Do nothing but be good to yourself. And it's not like you could even read the cases because... You have no idea. Prof- you have no idea. And each professor... Yeah. So, all right. So now, what would you tell your 1L self? So, so, so what, in other words, what would you tell people who are starting law school what they should be doing to prepare in those first weeks of law school? I would try to get ahead if you can. Like, the first week of law school is very, was very tough for me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I was trying to brief these cases. And I remember the second day of class... I went home and literally was reading for like seven hours because I didn't know how to do it. Yeah, but that's right. And so if you can try to get ahead, even just one one class, uh, I think that would be very helpful for people like just so starting out law school. Yeah. Yeah. Get your books early, as early as you can. And, right. and, and honestly, like even a week before you start, like try to read a case and try to brief it. Yeah. Well, did you ever see the movie Legally Blonde? Yeah. Yes. And so remember she gets called on in um, Property? Oh, yeah. Or it's whatever. Her first day. It's her first day she gets called on, and she thought it was like undergrad. She yeah. just got this mm-hmm. whole Silly week. Yeah, right? <laughs> so silly week. I just heard that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. We start the class. I mean, the first class could be the seventh class. Yeah. Right. No, right? It's, absolutely. It was so... Way. Yeah. Do we have Civ Pro first? Yeah, she literally spent, like, maybe ten minutes like, talking about the syllabus, and she was like, all right, let's go. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> for the ride of your life, right? <laughs> all right, so pro. And so what would you tell yourself for those first weeks, Bridget? I mean, I would also agree. I especially, like, I didn't, I ordered my books so that they would be ready for me to pick up mm-hmm. um, in the bookstore when I got here, but that was, like, really bad because I didn't get here until, like, school was starting, and then I was, like, really flustered, and I was, like, trying to unpack my room at the same time as read these books I had no idea what was going on so I definitely would have wished I had ordered my books like 
to my house mm-hmm. to come like a month before mm-hmm. so I could actually look at it and mm-hmm. I kind of familiarize with like myself with like the layout of the books and not have to freak out with like unpacking and trying to figure that out and like doing orientation at the same time because that was kind of just like Whew, okay <laughs> so I mean I hadn't even thought about that that's a good point I guess like mm-hmm. alright so after you take your mind break Mm-hmm. The week before school starts, yeah. you can acclimate yourself by learning how yeah. to brief a case, practicing. Because that's the other thing. Were you surprised to learn that we don't really teach you how to brief a case? Or you expect that you understand that stuff? Well, we did have that one orientation yeah, session. Yeah, they, they kind of taught us briefly, very mm-hmm. briefly. Not very. Nothing in depth, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but it was like, I will say like the first week or two, when... All the professors were just, like, throwing out words, like, briefing and outlining. It probably took me a month to figure out what outlining was. Wow. I was like, what is this thing that they keep talking about? Yeah. I, like, called my dad. I was like, what is an outline? <laughs> he was like, Bridget, it's like, you know, he, he didn't even know what I meant. He was like, oh, it's the... Is he a lawyer? T- yeah. Okay. He was like, oh, it's like the table of contents of a book. It's the outline of the book. I was like, no. <laughs> that's not it. Yeah. But, I hate that word outline. I call it a study document. Yeah, I mean, that would have made more yeah. sense. But I know, it's the quote outline. Because outlining means, just for people who don't know, it means um, taking all the materials for the class, your briefs, your... Um, book, your commercial outline, all that stuff, and putting it together and making one document. Did you guys outline? Oh, yeah. did, yes. And when did you start outlining? First semester, probably later than we should have, but because, like, just had never done it before, just didn't mm-hmm. know. I think I, I started, um, but right before Thanksgiving break, and then I did a lot of it, like, that weekend and then coming back. That's when I started when I was in law school. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say mid to late October. Yeah, that's smart. And a lot over. Yeah. Definitely take advantage of your breaks. Like, yeah. although it's a good time to get away, you still have days off to I did not do a little work. I learned work. a lot about you next time <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I, I mean, the whole thing about outlining, which, again, is taking all your materials and creating one study document, is you can't really begin outlining until you have a chunk of information. Mm-hmm. So like studying all of the intentional torts. Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what was the biggest surprise for you as a first semester 1L student? What what kind of caught you by surprise? Um, I understood that I was going to get called on and <laughs> get drilled and for like 40 minutes, but... For our torts class, Professor McLaughlin only called on two students a day. So mm-hmm. for those two hours, you back and forth. Wow. Um, other than that, Professor Simon actually did not end up calling on, on either of us oh, wow. the whole semester. I raised my hand. So it's definitely nerve-wracking, but you'll get through it. Yeah. You'll be all right. You remember it, right? I do remember it. Yeah. Pearl evidence rule. Yeah. You and me. Yeah. It's just us, right? That's the hardest, by the way. It was so the, fun. Yeah, but you were good. That's the yeah, hardest class I, I, I handled teach. it. You did. You did, did really okay. well. Oh, my God. I remember now. Yeah. Remember where you were sitting. And, yep. you know, um, but you did well, yeah. No, I mean, what What about you? What What, what caught you by surprise? Um, I think, I mean, personally, what caught me by surprise was how much I missed school because I also took a year off and uh-huh. I was like oh my god I miss this so much oh, that's <laughs> so great. weird that's so nice um, that's a good thing but I did so like like my dad's a lawyer and he has like these horror stories from um his law school times of like students being so competitive and like when you actually had to use the library for books like people would rip pages yeah, out of books true. and that's stuff true, yeah. and, and like 
so I had all this this image in my head that we'd get in there and like no one would really make friends and like everyone would kind of just be against each other and like no one would really help out but that was totally not how it was here and I think that's great yeah um, that's so that caught me by surprise I was like oh wait we're like especially our section I, I mean I can't speak for the other sections but we kind of like helped each other a lot we had a great section you know like really like people would be struggling and someone else would like raise their hand to like help them out or whatever uh-huh. It's very com- camaraderie, is that the word? Do students yeah. really text each other the answers? I've heard that they do that. For, like, what? Like, if you call on one person and someone else will text them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, um, that's happened before. I've never done that. No, we've never done that, yeah. but I've heard of that I've happening. Of that I mean, I don't use my computer. Especially but. with the laptops now. You could... okay. So, so, so let, let's talk about the um, computers and the laptops. Mm-hmm. Because I don't allow laptops in my first semester class. And the reason I don't allow laptops is because, again, we're not teaching you the law, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we are. But the memorization part is kind of out there on the internet. You can buy it in commercial outlines. We're teaching you to think differently. So my concern about laptops is it makes you a stenographer. Mm-hmm. But what, what are your feelings about laptops? You did both. So you- I did both. For your class, I actually did laptops just mm-hmm. because I wanted to make sure. I had my notes out, and I wrote most of them. But some of the things that I just couldn't write fast enough that I wanted to get down, I uh-huh. typed. So... I think from looking around the classroom, um, people do type too much. They're literally... Yeah. It it gets very annoying, actually. Listening to, like, people's fingernails and just the typing and people just flat out not paying attention yeah. on the internet. So I think it's very well, good. Well, that's a distraction too, right? Well, yeah. you were in the front row, I think, right? I, I mean, was like in the, the second, second row. row. Second row. So, yeah, you can see when people... Or actually, you want to hear a funny story? When I was teaching and the internet, the laptops first came to the classroom and the internet, I was teaching this girl and she wasn't paying attention. And I walked around and I saw that she was ordering something from Jake. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I want one of those too." Yeah. Anyway. Um, and you did. So what? what I have. And um, by the way, let me just say, you both did well in school. So that. <laughs> so these are credible discussions. Uh, yeah. Um, I have been taking notes by hand literally my whole life. I'd never in undergrad ever used a laptop. Um, so I'm so used to it, and like I can write very fast. Mm-hmm. And I, like, learn so much better when I actually write things down because mm-hmm. it's that, like, mind-physical connection between writing the word and, like, thinking the word. I think that when students have to rely on themselves to take notes by hand, that's where, like, you separate the good students and the bad students. Like, my notes, I like my notes a lot. I think uh-huh. they're really good. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that you then study better because, like, you took good notes in class and, like, you knew what to take, what to write down and what not to write well, but down. That, so that's the but, thing. That's the thing. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but no. when you say you knew what to write down and what not to write down, my question I always have is how much of your notes do you actually use when it comes time to study? Oh, I use a lot of my You notes. do? Yeah. You like, do? my outline... The first thing I do, well, the first thing I do is, like, write down the syllabus and, like, figure out how I want to lay it out. And then I go through page by page in my notes. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that you obviously don't need, but, like, specifics on cases that I would write down or something. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I, I use, like, my notes very much. Very much. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's good. I always thought, like, people... What about you, Nick? Well, I try to condense the facts of the case. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm outlining and I have cases, I'll try to make it very short where I can just remember, oh, this case was about X, this case was about Y, instead of using all of the facts and all of the procedural history. Right. Well, you don't need that for you, so you edit yeah. it down, right? I edit it down. Yeah, so that, I mean, and that just, that's my concern about the laptop, is if you are writing everything down, mm-hmm. 
you don't need 90% of what you're mm-hmm. writing down. And I, as a professor, will sometimes be standing in front of the class and I'll say something and I'll watch everyone write it down. And I know that what I'm saying is not the right answer ultimately, you know? Yeah. And I need to say it to kind of get to where we want to be. And I, I somehow like, I have a lot of power, man. Everything I say. <laughs> I say like that facetiously. But the point is, like, when you're writing everything down, you're not thinking. And when you're not thinking, you're not learning to think differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, my, I don't know, I, I will ask you, but my understanding of the first year of law school is that in addition to learning the law, right, you're learning how to think like a lawyer. And that's kind of what the class, that's the purpose of the Socratic method, right? Mm-hmm. Socratic method. <laughs> so, so the Socratic method is when the professor doesn't ask, asks questions, doesn't answer questions. So what, what, what's your opinion of the, in the classroom experience with the Socratic method? I think it's, it's great. I think it's a lot better than how undergrad worked. Like Shoot Bridger was saying before, our section was very helpful. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know a question or an answer, someone else would raise their hand. In your class, you would stick with me right. and stick with the students and just try to help them through it, not phone a friend or ask right. someone else. So, mm-hmm. Because I knew, first of all, I knew you could handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one could handle it. I stick with And secondly, my I love when people have, I call it the Oprah aha moment. Like, I got it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if we stick with you, that's part of our goal. Yeah. So it wasn't intimidating. Were, were any of your professors? Um, you don't have to name names, but. I, I initially was, but then. And every class that I ever got called on, like, after the first two seconds, I was like, oh, this is, like, totally fine. Right. <laughs> like, McLaughlin, I mean, Professor McLaughlin called on me for, like, a hot, like, an hour. Wow. And I was like, this is fine. Yeah. This is totally fine. What'd you call it, fun? I mean, I think it's fun. <laughs> Personally, I don't I think, think it's interesting. Agree. I don't know. I'm not going to say fun, but right. I had a hard time with constitutional law and Professor Copeland, mm-hmm. just because I thought that was my weakest subject. To, so to say mm-hmm. so I didn't enjoy getting called on yeah, by him yeah, yeah. not him but just the, the content of the, right. the class I cracked myself up um, Professor Zaneski called on me one time and I answered the question and he was like but it was so I just like wasn't really sure about my answer and he was like I'm not sure I understand what you're saying and then my response was I'm not sure I understand what I'm saying <laughs> I was and, like and well <laughs> that's great that's totally okay to do by the way like, and, and it's then totally it was, yeah. okay to do that you know that's the beauty of anonymous grading so at the end of the <laughs> right <laughs> I mean it was fine because like he then we then like worked through it and we both got like to the point that I was trying to make but uh-huh. you know he had to go through that like I have no idea what I just said. Wow. I just answered you. That's great. I, I think that's fine. I like when people are honest about that stuff. So, All right, so we talked about before you come to the school, you're going to do nothing. But the week before you come to school, you're going to practice briefing, understand what briefing is, um, and um, buy your books, right? And it's not because law school does not ease you in like undergrad. It's like you start that day, right? Yes. And then you want to – and it, it's by the way you said you spend seven hours. It's totally – Appropriate. Mm-hmm. We say the rule of thumb in the beginning is three hours of home time to every hour in class. Um, and then once you're two-thirds through the semester, you're going to maybe do your brief, right? Uh, now you're brief, you're outlining. You're outlining. And once you're two-thirds through the semester, you'll do your outlining. And then exams. What advice would you give about exams? Oh, boy. Um, you better be ready to put the time in. You, <laughs> oh need, to, you need to put the time in. You need to focus Get your priorities in straight and, and get to studying because 
it, finals in law school are a totally different animal than finals in undergrad. And and why are they a different animal? You can't cram. You can't, you can't cram. cram. You cram. cannot cram. Say that again. <laughs> you cannot cram for a law school exam. <laughs> if you get nothing from this podcast, that is the key. Right. It's just to, just answering is totally different. Yeah. Thinking. Because we give you a hypothetical and ask you to respond um, to it. Mm-hmm. Like, our crim law final last semester was actually all multiple choice. Mm-hmm. So that was a little different, similar to how undergrad was. But the multiple choice were not, like, murder is no. no, it's, it's so, like, so hard. Right? Complex Yeah, it's questions. like Jim goes and, and shoots somebody, and while they're falling down the stairs, Bob, you know, stabs yeah. them. What result? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we literally spent every single day in the library and every single week in the library after spring break. Until finals. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, good for you. No, I mean, that's what you love to do. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. And first semester, like, study groups. Oh, yeah, what do you guys study? I like Uh, them. We kind (laughs) of, we separated from our group after the first semester, Uh and the second semester was just us. Uh Uh-huh, just the two of you? Which was was good. Yeah. Um, It has its pros and cons. You can talk stuff out, but. I think for Civ Pro, that was the best subject that we had a study group for, because like the the processes and the, the, all the different rules like every especially every section was learning the exact same thing so we actually worked with um i think like two people from a different section and like us and then a couple other people from our section and we all like wrote things on the boards and like went through hypos together and that was like the best subject to do that for i mm-hmm. think towards or crim or i mean and then i didn't really do it at all this semester mm-hmm. um I just think that different subjects lead to different studying styles, and of course, certain people lead to different studying styles. Right. That's but. that's interesting. You know what I say about study groups? They're like marriage; it's easy to get into. Them. <laughs> um, I just go. <laughs> but I do. You know what? Look, everyone's I different, but I think they're. I, I'll tell you why I think they're great. I, I I think you are right that they have to be put in their place. Study groups, and that different classes lend themselves to different type of study groups. But the thing I do like about study groups is that it allows you to see a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things I encourage people to do when they get in a study group is not to find people like themselves because you're going to have the same viewpoint. Like, if I were to hire, you know, someone like me, I mean, not hire, if I were to join someone like me in a study group, they'd have the same perspective I was. But if I were to hire some, you know, hire. If I were to join someone, you know, from maybe the Deep South or, mm-hmm. or some, you know, maybe out West, and, and they may have a different, you know, perspective. So I mean, you definitely can't study alone because I think... Because, like, if you aren't sure about something or, like, if you kind of keep going with how you're learning it and it happens to be the wrong way, like, you'll have no idea. Right. Then you'll just have to well, keep studying true. the wrong thing. Right. So, like, you, you, there's an extent to what you can do alone, I think. And then you need to actually, like, have one or five right, people one, depending right. on your own yeah. personal choices. But. And sometimes you're, you're going to get frustrated trying to study all these hours so having people around you that are doing the same thing and motivating in a sense to keep going is is very helpful Mm -hmm. i thought yeah it's fine i'm learning so much about you (laughs) you are a social person yeah that's i try i like that (laughs) i'm not i'm like well i mean well that's why you compliment each other right that's why you study well together um so that's interesting. Well, you're, you're really like it's, it's, you provide exactly the demographic of what 
a professor wants to hear about students who experienced their 1L year. I mean, it's going to be something you can't apply for, thank you, <laughs> until the end of your first year, and hopefully you have to have good grades to do it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the single best co-curricular thing you can put on your activity. Yeah. And then after that, it's jobs for both of you for the mm-hmm. summer. Right? Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. So any parting words you would give incoming um, students about anything? I think if you have the means to buy new textbooks... I think that's a very good idea because if you buy a used textbook and there's wrong things written in it or um, Um. wrong things highlighted, marked down, it's going to frustrate you. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up buying all my books new. I got to highlight what I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I got to write down what I wanted to. And I think that's very helpful if you can. Yeah. First semester I bought used books and like, I had to figure out how to highlight and that it was my highlighting right? and not, like, other people's highlighting. Yeah. It was very confusing. So then the semester I bought all used books. That's in, even all new books? All, yes, I yeah. mean, all new books. I mean, I guess that's a good... If you do buy books that are used, then you really do have to make every effort to um, disregard. Yeah. Disregard, because who knows what's it right could and be what's wrong. wrong. So, so I, I guess what I'm hearing from you guys, and I'm so happy, and this is why you're good students, and thank you for taking your time to talk to me, is that... In law school, the goal isn't to learn the rules of law. It's to learn how the law applies to client situations. And so, you know, you're telling me about, you just were telling me about your experience with the parole evidence rule, which is a contracts concept, and how you said, oh, this is easy. It's never easy in the beginning. But if you think about it as it applies to fact situations, then you have that aha moment. So, so all right, well, that's great advice. Anything else or... Um, My only advice is to get as much work for the whole week as you can during the weekends because, like, you, if you just try to do it, like, day by day, like, you will not be able to stay on task and you'll get behind and then you'll just be playing catch-up and it's a mm -hmm. dangerous game playing catch-up in law school, so get as much work as you're reading done as so do the work is like the perfect theme <laughs> also try to take advantage if you're uh, a commuter uh-huh. if you're taking the train and you can get some work done readings on the train if you can listen to audio tapes while you're driving that's very helpful just because other people that aren't commuters are spending their that's time not, working oh, and true. you're right. losing time hence our podcast mm-hmm. right there you yeah. go <laughs> alright well on that note I will let you get back to your law review articles thank you so much for taking you're the welcome. time thank you for having thank us you for and having enjoy us. your summer you thanks you too so that's my discussion with Bridget and Nick hope you enjoyed it and thank you to www.bensound.com for the music keep in mind we have a host of podcasts at Law to Fact that will help you learn the law once you are in law school We'll see you again on Law to Fact.